Welcome, welcome back, citizens of Chilltown. I'm really excited about today's topic. I feel like this is something that we can talk about for a really, really long time. Now, I will give you guys a forewarning today. Might not be everybody's cup of tea, so totally understand. But if you do decide to stay, I encourage you to just kind of have fun with us and kind of just join the conversation. Today, we got a really good friend of mine, Corbin, coming in to Chilltown, visiting for a little bit. All right, so Corbin, how are you doing? What's up, man? I'm doing pretty good. Sweet. So let's get this started here real quick. What I've been meaning to ask you this for a while. What is in this melting pot? What, what yeah, is no, let's talk about it. So people see me and they're like, what is he? <laughs> Most people are like, okay, you look like could be like, like I look pretty Indian and yeah. I am your words, uh, not mine. Okay. But if I were to pick words, <laughs> it would be those. I mean, Hey, the people who are honest are just like, you know what? You, you look like, it. <laughs> okay. Um, and then your last name doesn't help at all. For sure. Yeah. I have a very Indian last name, but yeah, I know. So my mom is uh Hispanic and, uh, but she is, uh, she's born in America and raised in America. Um, but she's, I guess, technically Latina. And going back Latinx. to this, uh, yeah, Latinx, as <laughs> as I like to call. It. Oh my god! But uh, <laughs> um, and then um, my dad was from a uh, an island in the Caribbean, but his ancestry went back to India, and so he was Indian, but culturally he was like Caribbean. Um, and so, yeah, I look Indian, but I'm half Indian, half Hispanic, basically. So I mean, it's still in there. Technically, oh yeah, for sure. Or for, cool, cool. And your mom is full Hispanic, like mm-hmm. parents. Yeah, and she's fluent in Spanish. Um, and so, definitely identify with that. But. <laughs> that was, I mean, that was something else you you we planned on talking about too. Yeah. Whereas the yeah. culture differences between two Hispanics, I guess. That's right. Yeah. Because I you were, I mean, I don't even know if you want to tell the people where you are locally, but we would be in different parts of. Chill town. So <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. Like, yeah. Although we are both Hispanic, there are, yes, there's different. Yeah, we grew up in different areas of Chill Town. And uh, yeah, different cultures for sure. Yeah. So, I mean, that's something else. We're kind of going off track here. But yeah. So, a little bit of backstory on how we met, or at least the first time I kind of got into a conversation with, with you. First time I, we ever met, uh, I actually got invited to play basketball. Uh, with you and a couple of friends and it was my first time meeting like a big group of you guys um, I didn't know anybody I didn't know anybody's name especially yours right and in the middle of it all we're, we're you know we're doing our thing and uh, you like randomly come up to me and you're like you you look like somebody who's thrown hands before and you're like shadow boxing <laughs> and I'm like nah man I'm I, I I barely know your name and you're already wanting to fight to this guy and he's talking about fighting already and then you know fast forward a couple of times we, we talked a little bit before then or like we've talked from that moment and you bring it up again you're like so you're like so when are we gonna when are we gonna fight or something like that and i was just like <laughs> what what's your problem with me <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's basically what you said 
that's how we, yeah. we started on this conversation. Yeah, that's, I don't remember starting that way, but it sounds like me. <laughs> yeah, I, I was just like, I don't know. I looked at you and I was like, oh, I also maybe heard about where you were from. And I was like, you know, maybe this guy's been in a fight before. What? You can't so. disrespect <laughs> where I come from. Hey, but, that's respect though. That's respect though. Yeah, which like saying, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But speaking about where I'm from, just real quick side note, it's made this podcast has made its way down there. I was like, wow, no did That's I make sick, it? Bro. <laughs> <laughs> you made uh, it, bro. Yeah, I made it at that point. I should just stop when I'm ahead. That's right. That's right. It's <laughs> so a lot of different things too. Like, and then you also that one. I think that same day that you talked about uh, fighting me, you were like. You were going crazy. You're doing something. And this, this whole, one of our other friends looked at you like kind of funny. And you're like, I'm sorry. He just like brings out the ghetto. And, or you said something like he brings out the <laughs> yes, yeah. something. And I'm literally just standing there. And you're like trying to shadow box me. And I'm like, I don't know what, it, like, what is it about me and my face that you want to beat it so bad? <laughs> so that's been that's basically how we got into this conversation yeah of like you were you had picked up this hobby something we've been wanting to do for a really long time something we've been planning on talking about a really long time like i said one thing i love about this is i've been able to talk to people and i'm realizing that i've have so many so like noah if you have you like heard our some previous episodes he's been here on twice and he finally got on uh another podcast which i think is a funny story but he likes professional wrestling i actually told him we were gonna have this conversation and he was like yeah we're gonna i was like we're gonna talk about this and then when i brought that up he's like oh which one which promotion do you like and he mentioned two different promotions and i was like wait a minute how do you we we had a short conversation about it so i thought this was cool nice yeah so but i didn't even know that about Noah. yeah that's why i'm saying like i love chill time you just you just learn so many things about other people that's right everyone's (laughs) chill So let's kind of get started here with you. So you kind of brought this up, obviously, since you've been wanting to fight me for forever. <laughs> You're gonna okay, be- to be clear, I wasn't like, there's no ill, Ill <laughs> will. I wasn't trying to like, just beat up my friend here. It's just like, yeah, I don't know. We'll get to that. But. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's, I don't even know how to start this from here. So you this is something that you've picked up recently is that fair to say i'd say i'd say the past three years um i've been like really into it and this is mma correct yes this is the sport of mixed martial arts so i i will make a distinction when i say into it i mean from a fan's perspective as a audience i would love to train it someday but Right now might not be the best time financially, but uh, you know know how the grind is, but, um, but yes, I've, I've been watching the sport very closely for, I'd say a solid three years. So really you don't train. I I, I guess I was always in the impression that you had picked that up. Not, yeah, not, um, I know there's no structured training. I do some stuff on my own, but no, no formal, formal training. Gotcha. And you would like to do that recreationally? Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, one day, 
maybe I'll fight in a cage or something. <laughs> <laughs> but I I wouldn't say I'm gonna bank my career on it. Yo, so. A B versus C. Let's see it. Chill time. Come see it. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So and then I go from a different standpoint because I've never been huge on it. Like I, I've known about it, but I'm more of like I always call it the fake stuff, which yeah. is professional wrestling, obviously. And that now there's respect there. Like if you call it that and you know it's that, then automatically there's a level of respect. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> like there's I'll, those who don't say that and are like, oh no, it's real, <laughs> all this stuff. I will say there is a distinction between real and scripted. Always like that. Yeah. Like there's yeah. no way to practice some of those hits. There's no way to like prepare yourself for what some of the things. Like I know I wouldn't last in either one of these worlds. So, yeah, so <laughs> respect's had to go from both ways. But yeah. I, I'll come off as a kind of like a semi hypocrite here because I've actually been a fan of pro wrestling since like I was three, oh, and sure. to say that I've been keeping up with it since then or like like at this very moment that'd be a lie because I haven't. Sure. It's it's way too long, too many shows happening. But I will fight tooth and nail for it. I will say that. There you go. So let's kind of deviate from that what else what is it that attracts you to the the sport of mixed martial arts well it it's really the only sport that i've ever like really cared about that much and that i've ever like really gotten fascinated by all the other sports they're pretty cool but i don't know baseball kind of boring football kind of boring to me maybe unpopular opinion but yeah. you know basketball football some of those not not the most exciting to me but wow. when i uh when i was first introduced to fighting which i can talk about that as well but um it was just so like it's just so real because it's like it's an actual fight and it's different from other com- combat sports like boxing where boxing you know you're limited by you can't just like tackle someone and punch them in the face like you have to just stand up and use your gloves and stuff whereas mixed martial arts is a combination of all these different um martial arts that are practiced around the world and it's a just hodgepodge of all these different skills being put together and and really just like the truest form of a fight and i just find that so entertaining and there's just really cool things that happen when there's two skilled mixed martial artists getting in the cage gotcha so now this might be an ignorant question so is that the same so this is like ufc is that kind of like what it'd be professional level absolutely yeah so i basically explain it as like the ufc is like nfl like the nfl and mma is like football so mma is a sport and ufc is the biggest promotion of mma in the world now there are many others and some are you know, pretty big, but uh, UFC stands pretty tall above the others. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. So you said you can talk about how you were introduced to it? Yeah. So as much as he might not be my favorite fighter, for a few reasons, it was kind of through Conor McGregor. So (laughs) he's a pretty well-known guy at this point. He's like him and maybe Ronda Rousey are like the biggest, I'd say Conor McGregor though. Are pre- is pretty much the biggest uh, star of the sport um, in the history of MMA. Um, and I actually never kept up with his MMA career 
before I became an MMA fan, but it was actually his boxing match with Floyd Mayweather that yeah. got me into it. And so I was seeing this stuff on Twitter, stuff on internet, like, okay. You don't watch the fights? So I did. I did. So I, I was seeing this stuff like um, about this is going to happen and stuff. I was like, okay, that that seems interesting. Um, and then when I learned who Conor McGregor was, I was like, okay, this cocky guy talking all this trash, saw some compilations of his trash talking stuff. I'm like, okay, I want Floyd to knock him out. Uh, and, yeah, so, yeah, did. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, that, that was the reason I wanted to watch it. Basically funny story. So me and my, uh, one of my best friends were going to see a movie at the movie theater. And, uh, that's where movies are watched. Typically, typically you would say, yeah. <laughs> you know? um, and, um, this, uh, so we were, it's actually a movie that we had seen before, a Marvel movie, but um, we, uh, <clears throat> oh, we were looking on our phones because we had seen it before and we were more so just going to talk and hang out. Um, so we're on our phones, we saw it was happening and we we're like, okay, this still hasn't started yet. So this is something that I learned when I started watching the sport that like all the cards, the card is like what the event is called basically. All the cards were like, are like super late night. So they typically will start like nine or maybe eight and go into like maybe midnight ish. Um, And so I thought it was like a late or early evening thing. And so I'm like, okay, it's still going on. So basically the movie theater is playing um, the fight, but it's like $50 tickets. And we're like, okay, yeah, that's like way too expensive. Um, we didn't, I didn't even know what a pay-per-view was at that point. Um, but so basically we are watching this movie and we're like, uh, why don't we just, uh, meander over to the other, uh, theater and see what it's like. This is reserve seating, right? So we go down, um, cause we've seen this movie twice, uh, well once before. Um, and so we go to the other one and there's two seats in the very front row, right in front of the screen. And we're like, you know what? let's just try it for a little bit. We got kicked out. We got kicked out. So we're there and uh, we're watching the fight. And uh, I bet like, I don't know, $10 that uh, me and my friend made a bet that, um, that Connor would lose. Um, And this isn't because I loved Floyd, but more so because I hated Connor, which a lot of people, a lot of other MMA mixed martial artists will, uh, it's a ploy that they do to get people to watch them. But anyway, so basically it's good fight. Floyd ends up winning TKOing, which is a technical knockout. Um, Conor McGregor. And then I'm like, okay, um, that was interesting. Or that was entertaining. And then I watched another boxing fight, maybe a couple weeks later. I'm like, okay, this is boring. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I was like, okay, let's look at that, that Conor McGregor stuff. And so I saw some of his, fights and then there's one coming up i was like okay i'll watch it and so that was pretty much it after that i started learning who the different fighters were there's a lot more people to keep track of in mma because there's not these big teams it's really you know the people that you have to uh, that you have to keep track of and so yeah just over a slower period of time just learning about the sport and going from a casual which is a uh, you know that's often talked about Casual to, uh, I don't know. I don't know what I call myself, but 
legit fan or something. <laughs> legit <But>. fan. <laughs> yeah. I think just fan. I think you go from casual fan to actual fan. And yeah. then like super fan. And then in wrestling, you have, well, professional wrestling, you got things called marks. Mm-hmm. Those are people who are like all about somebody like, oh, he's such a mark for so-and-so or something like that. Yeah. Like, you call like it like a stand. Like yeah, a stamp. Yeah, 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 like a stamp. <laughs> or like marking out. You, you say that when you, if somebody comes out and you like go crazy, you mark out for them. Anyway. Nah, I've never heard that one. Yeah. <laughs> it's a verb now. It's funny that you said that, oh, that fight got you in. I was, I was a... I think I was a junior. I don't know. What year was that? Did you, do you remember? 17? That was probably maybe 2017. It had to be 17. Yes, yeah, so I was in my junior year of college, and I had just date. We had just started dating, me and Ellie, and she had you a – and the Duchess. Yeah, the Duchess. <laughs> um, she had a friend who knew somebody who was going to get the fight, and basically was like, if we can invite a lot of people here – if we split yeah. it within, like everyone's gonna pay like two dollars, which I think yeah. ended up happening. We crammed into a, some guy's apartment, total strangers, and we were watching this fight. It was just super entertaining, but it's kind of also going back. Both of those guys are actually super, like, in, not influenced, but have been. In, I guess you can say influenced by professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. I learned about uh, Floyd Mayweather because he actually fought at WrestleMania. WrestleMania 24, and that's the first time I ever heard of Floyd Money, uh, Floyd Mayweather. He was in a fight slash boxing slash exhibition. I mean, super show, show, you know. He had one of the, like, the time, he has, like, the top 10 most expensive entrance in WWE wrestling now because he mm. came out in, like, this, like, chinchilla shorts. He had money raining from the sky. Like, he went all out. It was a pretty cool thing. He fought right. against a guy named... Oh, I guess a, uh, a wrestler named Big Show, and okay. he ended up he he like beat him, but he didn't beat him cleanly. It was all for show, mm-hmm. obviously. But that was so the first controversy. Then, yeah. <laughs> if you watch it, it's one of those things like it's you know it's fake, but it's super entertaining. It's yeah. It got it got the crowd involved. You got to see Floyd get thrown around like a rag doll because you don't expect he's a boxer, right? So he's like in a total different element. And right. he's and Big Show's like the seven foot, four hundred pound wrestler, and there's a spot where he like uh, he stomps on his 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 hand, like he stomps oh, on his hand, and uh-huh. it and it played the crowd because you know that Mayweather's like a legit boxer, like his his money is made, his livelihood is made off of his hands, and yeah. this guy's like stomping on it, and it was really cool. He actually broke that guy's nose, like for real, for real. Like it was, it's it built for real, it built. for real though. <laughs> Although, like. Uh, like I said, Big Show was like a f- seven footer. Mayweather's like five eight, like he's tiny. Yeah. <laughs> so he's probably not five eight, but he's really, he's just, he's not a very big person. And so he gets down like on one knee to like taunt him or whatever. And Floyd, like I don't know what he does, he like gets in the ring and then like um, hits him with like a two piece and clocks him in the nose, like legit starts bleeding everywhere. Oh, and as dang. soon as he hits him, he like runs out of the ring. Like it's super funny. It building up. <laughs> And and it's one of those rare times where, like, traditional-wise in wrestling, in pro wrestling, like, if you're going to, especially, like, WWE, um, that's, like, the most popular promotion right now. It's super mainstream. So when they bring in, like, a celebrity, usually the celebrity's a good guy because they want to, like, keep close ties. They want to promote, blah, blah, blah. This is one of the very few times that a celebrity came in as a bad guy, which they call a heel. 
I was about to say a heel. A heel, yes. yeah. Uh, Floyd was the heel in this in this match because he was this cocky guy. He was, you know, he showed up with a bag of money everywhere he went and stuff like that. So that was the first time I saw of Floyd, and then I started watching, not necessarily watching, but like I knew he was a boxer. He was a really good boxer, still undefeated. He fought uh, Jake Paul. I don't know if you saw that. That was. Sorry about uh, Logan Paul. Logan, Logan Paul. Paul. Okay, I didn't know. One of those yeah. guys. <laughs> <laughs> I I saw the highlights from that one. Yeah. We got lucky, and we just went from stream to stream on Twitter. Like, oh, nice. somebody would, then that one would get shut down, and then we'd find another one, and then that one would get shut down until we saw the whole thing. So we saw it for free. Uh, nice. And McGregor does the, the strut. Like a, yeah, the like Billy a strut. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that... Um, says that he did that from Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon is the CEO of WWE, right. the chairman, right? And he, when he would was an on-screen character, he had a, a strut, and that's how he would walk. Well, not yeah. as exagger- exaggerated as Conor McGregor, but he had a little, like, where, the way he swings his arms. Mm, kind of swaggerly. Yeah. And so, like, it's everywhere. You can't get, you can't get away from, from professional wrestling. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no. We, there's definitely ties between w, between pref, professional wrestling and MMA, and I've learned that as I've become a fan and learned more about the history of MMA and kind of where it started and where it's come from. But I also had to learn just about the difference between wrestling as a sport and professional wrestling. Oh, I was yeah. like, okay, when you're like a good wrestler, then you become a professional wrestler, right? <laughs> <laughs> but no, <laughs> I learned like, okay, wrestling, that's the one that's the Olympics. I'm like, yeah. it in college and NCAA, all this stuff. But yeah, yeah I mean, the highest you'll go as a wrestler would be like, the, like you said, the Olympics and like that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's it. You train for that, which yeah, there has that, been that's making it. If you're a gold medal Olympic wrestler, there's different categories, but that's, that's making it. That's the best you can do yeah. as a wrestler, which there has been Olympic gold medalists in WWE. This is true. This is true. Um, are you, do you know who they are? Kurt Angle. Oh, that's one. Do you know another one? Did you? You sounded um, very like. Well, technically I, not. I thought I might have. Not hmm? technically not gold medalist, but Ronda Rousey is a is a Olympic medalist. I think she got a bronze or something. Well, like that. she was a bronze medalist, but not in wrestling. You're right. In judo. Judo. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But Olympic medalist nonetheless, mm-hmm. then became an MMA fighter and then became a dirty wrestler, which we'll get into yes. here in a little yeah. bit. But mm-hmm. yeah, so go back again to saying you had to learn the difference and like what did you learn from that? So the difference between professional wrestling and, and yeah, wrestling? What, was, what was your realization about it? What What came to be? So, I mean, I realized that wrestling is more of what I thought of as a sport and it's, you know, what people train for and like put money into get their, you know, put their kids into and like things that can lead to a career. Although a lot of the reasons why some people go into professional wrestling is because there's not the money in, in wrestling that they seek. And that's why also wrestlers go into MMA because there's not, you know, the Olympics is the highest you can go, but that doesn't mean that you're going to be making bank per se. Yeah. It, and so, um, but yeah. And then professional wrestling, I've been, I was kind of, kind of familiar with it. Like my cousin is, is also really into it. He loves, 
WWE. He's gone to like some of the shows um, uh, with my uncle as well. Um, and yeah, and I knew like the big stars, like I knew Lesnar, I knew um, is- The Undertaker, I knew um, The Rock. I mean, you know, there's like a few other big ones that like I knew of from just culture, pop culture. Yeah. Um, but I never really liked it because I was just like, okay, it's, well, A, yeah, it's fake. And so I was like, okay, you're just like tricking all these people. And then I was like, well, and okay. But then I found out, okay, people know it's fake and still like it. I'm like, okay, how are you a rational person? So my, my, argument to that always when people are like if you know it's fake like why do you watch it's like well why do you go watch superman why do you go watch the avengers like you know they're gonna win you know they're like what's gonna happen yes there's gonna be this giant defeat and they're gonna win and then like it's gonna go on forever why do you go see harry potter you've already read the books you know what's gonna happen there's yeah. just a little switch you have to you know flip in order to see this and be entertained like if you just see it through that lens it's it's pretty good yeah or that's like, what I have, sense. yeah i've come to learn that that like it is obviously a form of entertainment and like people go for the show for the spectacle and personally it's not what i would prefer to watch or be entertained by but i totally get it if it is um yeah yeah, yeah it's not something i i, I say proudly I never said proudly, to be honest, that I was a, a wrestling fan. Um, and a lot of people have like a coming to Jesus moment with, with professional wrestling when it's like, I remember the day I found out it was fake and I <laughs> never watched it again after that moment. Like when they found out the Santa was fake. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I'm just like, I've never had that. I just, I guess I always, maybe there was a part of me that knew I was like, there's no way they're getting away with this. Like, this guy's bashing his head open with a chair. There's no way this is real. He's just murdered this man on live television. <laughs> like, there's no, there's no way. And so I guess I should also preface this with saying my mom is actually a huge wrestling fan. And she, no way. Yeah. So she grew up watching wrestling. And mm-hmm. then I had uncles who were also big wrestling fans. And my, I had an uncle who actually took me to a live show. And that live show just so happened to be WrestleMania, which is like the biggest wrestling event that WWE has to offer. And it was in Dallas. Went to AT&T mm-hmm. Center, screamed my head off. It was amazing. I was nice. I was what, 20 years old and I marked out completely for these guys. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. And, and it was like you have to go to one of these events and see it like a theater performance. Like they're doing mm-hmm. flips and tricks. They have like everything about it is really cool. So, yeah, so. I think I have that that loyalty to it because of how deeply and rooted it's in me. Like my yeah. mom liked it, and my mom knew like for the longest time it was fake. She let me watch it. Like I said, when I was like three years old. And if you look at the timeline, because wrestling, professional wrestling, WWE especially has a timeline in that it's like the golden age, then it has like the cartoon age, and then it has the Attitude Era. And it has the ruthless aggression era, and then we're currently in what is called the PG era, which is why a lot of people hate WWE right now mm. because it's catered toward ki- towards kids right now. Mm. Which, if you want your company to last, you have to cater to kids because, like, True. they're going to grow up, and then their kids are going to have kids, and they're like, "Oh, this is what I grew up with." Like, you know, you can't blame them; it's a business at the end of the day. True. But so I started watching. If you kind of 
do the timeline and put where I was at when I was at that age. I watched Attitude Era, which is what people say is like the best time to be a, a wrestling fan. That's when wrestling was like the most popular. That's when you had The Rock, Stone Cold, you had DX, um, Undertaker. I mean, these are just words to a lot of people, but wrestling yeah. fans out there, you know who I'm talking about. Um, a lot of inappropriate. My One of my favorite wrestlers was a guy named Val Venus, who, um, for those of you who don't know, I didn't know until like four years ago. That so every wrestler has a has a gimmick, right? Has a character, right. has a stick, has something. And around this time, wrestling was still trying to get away from job gimmicks. Like there was a race car driver, a hockey player. Like mm. their gimmick mm. was like a job. Sure. And so um they were still like in that weird transition or whatever. And there's this guy, this wrestler named Val Venus, and they I don't know why. I just I liked how he wrestled, I guess. I liked how he, how he looked. I later found out, like I said, literally four or five years ago, that Valvian's gimmicks was he was a he was a movie star. He made movies, and I was like, okay. And he's like, yeah, he was an adult movie star. Mm, and, yeah. I, and I'm like watching this, and I looked over at my mom, and I was like, are you telling me I was idolizing, mimicking this? <laughs> this porn star. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I thought that that might be what you were gonna say, but I didn't know. So yes, wow. and I was just—I've never heard of this guy, but yeah, yeah. And then uh, going back and watching some of his like his entrance and what they call promos, like the way he would talk, um, and then you realize some of the most like what rhymes with Venus, you know, like. <laughs> I was just like, mom, yeah, I had no business at the age of four, you know, saying some of the things he was saying. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, but it was so funny. And he had this entrance with a towel and he would do like, you'd have the YouTube it because like, obviously you can't see us doing it. Um, and so like I would run and grab a towel and do his entrance. <laughs> so like, that was the peak of wrestling. So I was a fan of what a lot of people say was the best time to watch wrestling. Nice. Um where like you would blur the lines between fake and real. So that's, I think this is the time where a lot of people believe that it was real mm-hmm. and you have things called like the Monday night wars. So you had two promotions happening at the exact same time on prime television on two yeah. different networks. And mm-hmm. so it's called the rate. It was like the ratings battle. So I think that's why wrestling was so popular at this time. Cause everybody was trying to outdo each other. Yeah. And so everybody was, you needed to have the most outlandish characters and that's where, people like Val Venus happened or the Godfather who was, was a pimp or like, you know, like <laughs> it's super like it made for great television, you know, but it's super inappropriate. That, that was TV 14 at the time. Mm, um, okay. And so it took him forever to get out of that. So that's why I say the PG era is happening right now and you don't get sure. stuff like that. And then I was a big fan of, I guess what you would call like towards the end of the ruthless aggression era. And that's like when John Cena was the most popular, okay. still is the most popular name. In yeah. wrestling and now even Hollywood. Do you mean John Cena from Fast and Furious? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, Fast and Furious twelve people go watch yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. I still do. And then, like growing up, like how you said, like you you learn more as you, the more you get into it, and that's what's happening to me now that I'm an older fan. I can go back to that to the times that I was a younger kid and like watch stuff, and then notice things that I never noticed before. 
Like mm-hmm. now that, you know, there's internet, social media, there's no secrets. Like everybody knows it's fake, but now you get to know like the backstage drama and what's going yeah. on and stuff like that. I can talk about wrestling for days because, because I like it and I will fight tooth and nail for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. You reminded me of kind of like the MMA community online and now it's it's such like an individualistic sport that every every fighter like has to you know promote themselves and there's a lot of things that they do borrow from pro wrestling and people do have shticks in MMA that they yeah. and characters and all this stuff that they'll go by um, and one of the most well known now is like Colby Covington with his whole like chaos persona because it's such an individualistic sport there's so much there's so much like most of the media and like news stuff is like on Instagram and Twitter because all these fighters have their own accounts. Um, and so that makes the fan base like super online and vocal. And so that's a whole another thing, just like learning about the fan base of MMA. Yeah. You got your like super annoying fans and like will kill for the fight if they want. But, for sure. Lots and lots of casuals as well. Lots of casuals <laughs> who are like, Oh my gosh, Jorge Masvidal, like Conor McGregor. They're so cool. Like they're going to kill anyone they fight. And then it's like, Oh, okay. They just got knocked out. Okay. Got knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> what, what always like tripped me up with, with like MMA and stuff is like, how do you keep up with it? There's, I feel like there's so much time in between shows that like I would lose interest in that. Time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. There, it is hard. Like, if you're watching for specific people, like if you're watching for maybe your friend is, I don't know, Conor McGregor or or Israel Adesanya or whatever, like if this is your friend or someone, they, if you're following one person, it is kind of hard to be a fan because the average fighter will fight uh, maybe like three times a year. That's like what the UFC is obligated to give each fighter under contract. Um, at least three fights. And so they could like the, the active ones fight maybe five times a year. Some will take the whole year off, like if they're injured or something. Um, and so it can be a very sporadic thing if you're just following like select people. But as you watch it more, you'll like recognize names and then get more invested in their careers and their histories and be like, Oh, when I was wanting to watch Conor McGregor, I saw this guy fight on his undercard and he had a really sick knockout. And so then his next fight, you're like, okay, well, I'm going to watch out for that guy now. And so in many ways, it's like as you watch it more, um, it, it gets easier to follow with it because you're, you're more familiar with the people. Yeah. Uh, that's the one thing I couldn't do. I, I couldn't get Because, like, with wrestling, like, it's a, a weekly thing. So every week you're getting a show. You're getting three hours of content. And you're getting well, pretty much – Well, to be fair, like, the UFC typically will do a – an event like every Saturday night. Um, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so now the accessibility is not always the best. Like sometimes it's a pay-per-view and it's like 65 bucks a, for yeah, one yeah. show, which is crazy. Um, but if you get certain subscriptions and stuff, it's not horrible, but um, yeah, there'll be a few weeks every now and then where, where they'll take a break. But for the most part, like, yeah, pretty much like every weekend. Nice. WWE did this thing called the WWE Network, and it's, like, the best. Well, actually, it's probably the best and the worst thing that could have happened with wrestling, with WWE, at least. If you're a WWE fan, the WWE Network either killed or made it better. 
mainly because mm. it's a monthly subscription, kind of like Netflix, and you're guaranteed yeah. every every pay per view and every past episode ever. Like you're uh-huh. you're giving a vault of things. <clears throat> the only problem with that is they have your money already, so there's absolutely no reason why they should give you a good show. They're, you already yeah. paid for it. So, and plus, it actually got bought. Peacock bought the WWE Network, so mm. the only way to watch it is to get Peacock. But Peacock has censored so many things that, like, you're getting just a crappy, like, version of it. Really? Yeah. Like, even within the WWE, they censor things? Yeah, they're censoring it. Wow. That yeah. Sucks. Yeah, big time, because wrestling was the furthest thing from PC back in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with Venus. Well, Venus, yeah. <laughs> was, like, making five-year-old me grab a towel. And, seriously, <laughs> YouTube it, guys. But... Don't judge me. I had no idea until I was a lot younger. <laughs> oh, older, I should that, say. That's another thing. Uh, being a fan of MMA is very hard because it's one of the hardest sports to watch, like like accessibility-wise, because there's like four ways you can like watch it, and it depends on where you live in the world and like how much you want to spend. But you could really be spending like a lot of money on watching it consistently. There's like yeah. And so, like, for paying something that could possibly go, like, 30 seconds, like, something that could last super short, one round, you know. For sure. That's another thing I learned. Like, my first pay-per-view, I was like, okay. It was the first pay-per-view I I paid money for was uh, John Jones versus Alexander Gustafsson 2. So, it was basically, like, John Jones was coming back. If you know anything about John Jones, he has a rocky past with, like, drug use and, like, Car accidents, got stripped of his belts, he was on steroids, all this crazy stuff. Basically, it's his comeback fight after a long time off. It's a rematch of, like, one of his closest fights. So I'm wanting John Jones to lose because he's not a great person. Anyways, um, and he ends up just, like, smoking the other guy. And so I'm like, okay, I just pay, like, $60 yeah. to see this guy just dominate the guy who I wanted to win. Um, and so that's the thing, like you can, it is kind of like win lose kind of thing. Like it could, it could be either way. Like, like if you're maybe a big Ben Askren fan and you like buy, if you know anything about Ben Askren, he was like a wrestler came over to UFC is a big deal. But, um, his, uh, his like second fight in the organization, who's fighting Jorge Masvidal. And let's say you buy the pay-per-view and you're like, okay, I'm excited to watch Ben. All right, fight starts five seconds in, boom, gets KO'd with a flying knee, out cold, fastest knockout in UFC history. I just paid sixty dollars for this. What the heck? And so there you can, there's all, there can, all there can often be a lot of like, okay, just mad like disappointment, like okay, <laughs> I just wasted my money on this. See that? Yeah, I totally see that. So in wrestling, that's called the squash match. But see, at least mm-hmm. then. Like it's it was written in the show, uh, so yeah. like yes, you're but the ex- audience didn't know though. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But like you know, it was done for like a story purpose. So like this moment is gonna pay off within like the next couple of weeks. Yeah, and and they rarely do it because if you just keep doing it, it's not gonna hold anything. Like you're gonna insult the 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 fan base if you keep doing it. But yeah, so like stuff like that would be called the squash match in wrestling, and it's been done before, and it's been done very well before, and it could like spice up storyline, so mm. on and so forth. But now that 
now that you don't pay for a pay-per-view. So when I was younger, like we were given, there was two pay-per-views that we, that were like a for sure given every year that like my mom would be like, no, we're going to watch it. Like regardless, we're going to watch at least two. And it was WrestleMania, which is the highest, which is the biggest show that they got. And then a thing called Royal Rumble, which, uh, just to kind of come back to uh, why I choose wrestling is it's all a story. Like if you like get down to it, wrestling, the actual act of wrestling that happens in the ring is like the last thing or the last reasons why wrestling fans are wrestling fans. It's because of the entrances, the promos, the storylines, and then the wrestling is like at the very bottom. That's how it normally was. Recently, there's been a lot of people who are like, no, I want the performance and I like the athleticism and blah, blah, blah. If that's you, no. that's you. But like back in the day, you wrestling was like the boringest part of the whole thing. <laughs> and so like in Royal Rumble, you have 30 guys who would never, you wouldn't think would actually fight in like a storyline or like mm-hmm. just like random stuff like this. One of the one thing that they did was uh, for me memorable was back in 2008, they had Shawn Michaels and Undertaker at the time like we're known to be like one of the best performers but they never like were at the same place to wrestle as far as storyline can would go well they were the last two at the royal rumble and they have like this little mini 10 minute match where like the crowd had no idea where to go they were really hyping it up undertaker would do this like uh sit up where he would like sit up like have you ever seen halloween like yeah, I've seen that one. Oh, and, yeah. like, the, 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 the ding. The, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Dog, like, yeah, yeah. So, like, there's a moment where Sean and, and Undertaker, like, get knocked down. And Undertaker, like, sits up. And as soon as he sits up, Sean Michaels kicks up. And, and that's something he would do. And the yeah. found, like, lost it. And so they didn't end up fighting until, like, 2000. The next year. Yeah, like, that next year, 2009, they headlined wrestling. Well, they didn't headline wrestling, but they were, like, one of the high, top matches at WrestleMania 25, that match is set to be like the greatest WrestleMania match ever, like in history, like and it'll never get top. And I actually got to see that live. Well, not live, but like I saw it in real time. As it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I'm very salty about it because I had the opportunity to, to go and see it live within person, but we're not gonna we're not gonna get into that. Um, yeah. Anyway, I recently I recently saw my first UFC event live, and that was that was a cool experience. It's it's completely different from watching it on your TV. See, I've also gone like to Buffalo Wild Wings, you know, because yeah. they'll like show the fights and like yeah, yeah. you know you're paying for a meal, but it's cool because you get to hear all the people around you like cheering and stuff. But that's like totally amplified in a stadium, of course. Like when you're there with the fans, it's like with the other fans, everyone's like cheering or booing and like gasping, whatever. It's like the emotions are just like heightened, and you feel like the intensity of of the fight. Yeah, one of the, the things that we're, now that we're talking about that you've experienced it live and in, in, in like at real time. So like there's commentary, right? Always in UFC. Yeah. There's commentary in, in wrestling. Do you prefer hearing the commentary or do you don't care? I actually prefer hearing it. That's something that I <clears throat> had to get used to when I was watching it live, not hearing the commentary. And I was tempted. I brought my earphones. I was tempted to just play it and be listening to it as I was watching it. Uh, it was kind of hard to do logistically, but um, I do prefer as much as there's some commentators who I don't like as much as others and that I feel might be biased or 
or just overreactive to everything. Um, <clears throat> I do like, you know, cause that's, that's actually like one of the ways that you learn the most about the sport, like while you're watching it, yeah. like how you learn about the different moves that they're doing. It's from the commentators just saying what they're doing. Um, and so I think it's key to listen to that um, and try to pay attention and connect what the fighters are doing to what they're saying. Yeah, no, I, that's a hundred percent agree. I, I think I, going back to that, that WrestleMania of 2009 between Sean Marks and Undertaker, I think I wouldn't have appreciated as much if I was there live than when I saw it in real time, because I got to hear the commentators. I saw all the different camera angles go crazy. So mm-hmm. like, and there's like on live, there's so many different aspects that could like ruin that experience. Yeah. Yeah, that's another thing you don't realize. Like, sometimes you're getting a better view if you just watch it on your screen (laughs) than, like, if you pay to get an expensive ticket. Because it's, I've heard from a lot of people, it's better if you're higher up in the stadium because you can see everything from down below. But especially with the UFC, because there's the cage around them. And so if you're lower at their level, there's, like, maybe, I don't know, 20, 40% of your view that's blocked by. You have to see through the cage. And yeah. a lot of the times you'll just be looking on the Jumbotron to yeah. see what's actually happening close up. <laughs> and so, honestly, if you want to really pay attention, the best way is to just watch it on TV. Yeah, and on TV. When mm. I was younger, I would was glued to the TV. And that was but like cable television with commercials. like, And I was yeah. sitting there waiting. And I was like, I can't wait for Monday night. I can't wait for Friday night. And this is around the time too. Like, if you missed the pay per view and something crazy happened, don't even bother going to school. Like, you were laughed at for not watching it. <laughs> no way. Yeah. yeah, that's another thing. Like, if you miss the pay per view, there there ain't no like replay. You know? Yeah. Like you with with MMA right now, it's like if you have an ESPN Plus subscription. Of course, that's the way you you get the pay per view, which is crazy. You have to already be paying a yearly subscription, and if you want the pay per view, pay like sixty dollars. Um, but, uh, you got to wait like two and a half weeks for it to come become available for replay. Yeah. Which is obviously part of the incentive to watch it live, but yeah, same thing here. Like back in the day, you had to wait like a month for it to get it on DVD, but by then like it became irrelevant. Yeah. And it gets spoiled by other people and it's like, okay, why even? Yeah. Yeah. But I still like, I, physical media never dies. So I have like a whole collection of wrestling DVDs, like my shelves currently and i'll every once in a while pop one in and like nice. well now like youtube too you can youtube whatever you want and find yeah. find those things i have a related question are you a uh a um figurine collectible oh, person i have recently become a figurine collectible person i have okay. it's actually been a lot of fun and i've kind of used it as an excuse for nostalgic reasons so again, this is something I don't like flat out say like, oh, yeah, I collect sure. wrestling figures. But a lot of my collection is actually like my childhood toys that I had when I was younger. Yeah. So like and it just I just wanted to add it because the toys that I did have, I took care of. So yeah. like they lasted for forever. Yeah. And, same here. and so like I still have like some very like original style wrestling figures and again, my mom was a fan, so if she liked the person, she would buy me that figure. Mm-hmm. And and so, yes, I am. <laughs> um, the Duchess isn't always too happy about it, but sure. <laughs> I have I have a lot of like strict rules in it, like like LJN 
those are 80s wrestlers. I didn't watch any of that, but there are specific wrestlers that I know are super important to professional wrestling, and I would mm-hmm. like to have a rep- representation of them. Same thing with yeah. the Hasbros. But because you, you kind of brought this up, you kind of opened a can of worms here. Um, mm-hmm. There is a, a toy line that not only am I a fan, but my mom's a fan, and it is a uh, – it's called the Titan Tron Live series. It's from, I believe it was Jax. Jax Pacific is a toy company. No one really cares. But it, it, this line was pretty clever because, and this is something I also wanted to talk to you about. Uh, you know, wrestlers have these, these, these uh, entrances like, you know, that, that they're known for. Yeah. So this toy company uh, released this toy set. And they called it the Titan Tron, and it was like this giant um, stage, basically, with banners, and it had like little screens on him. And then at the base of the entrance, there's like this this uh, like metal plate at the bottom. And what you were supposed to do is you were supposed to get wrestlings from the Titan Tron Live series that line, and they had little pieces of metal on the back underneath their foot, and you would put that foot on the the metal. And the Titan, the Titan Tron would light up, and it would play that specific wrestler's character's oh, music, shit. and so you would go on. And so there's actually a, a childhood picture of me when I was about four years old, when my mom gave me that Titan Tron live stage for my birthday, which is mm-hmm. currently still at my mom's house, like that specific one. And nice. not too long ago, I got uh, another one, mid in box, because I wanted to have it again. So I have a, I have one open. That's mine, and then one that's like closed, but it's still that that same figure. Um, no, I bet that was a big thing. So you took care of it for a while. Oh yeah, because there's no way I was gonna get another one if I broke it or anything like that. I kept it yeah. right. It's complete. That's the crazy thing too. Like I've seen it resell, like incomplete for like hundreds of dollars, and mine's complete, like complete. But I will not get rid of it because it's mine. <laughs> like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, um, and so when I was younger, and even till now. Like, if I wanted to get a wrestler, I would just tell my mom, no, look, mom, it goes with my Titan Tron. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's right. And then she'll, like, put it in the cart. And that's, like, that was the way I got away with it. Nice. Yeah. And then I got a younger brother, and then he got into wrestling, and his favorite thing was toys. And so, like, if I wanted a specific figure, I was kind of already too old to be saying, I want this for me. I would mm-hmm. just, like, tell him, here, he tell, tell mom you want this one. And he's like, okay. And so that's how I got toys. Um, <laughs> hustling. Hustling. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I am, I think I know a little, not as, uh, not as much as other people, but like more than you would expect as mm-hmm. far as wrestling yeah. figure collecting. But yes, I yeah. am. I am a wrestling figure collector. Yeah. Yeah. No, no shame in that. I mean, I'm sure there's lots of other people who are, but <laughs> Yeah, I that's something I kind of learned recently about because there's this YouTube channel who they talk about um, MMA, but uh, he has like a um, a big like collection of lots of figurine WWE figurines like in the background, um, <clears throat> and it's actually the, the gimmick of his channel is like basically being like a cholo like Hispanic guy. Um, and so, but I've also, this is a side, a side point, but I've also noticed kind of a niche maybe of like Hispanic people who like WWE. I don't and, know if that's a thing, and but I mean, you're, you're completely right. Well, actually I can't even speak on you saying whether Hispanics like WWE because 
well, I I am that, and the only people that I knew were Hispanics, and we all sure. like wrestling. So yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, I I totally agree. Like that, there might be a niche. Like I, but recently I've actually been t- talking and been like, what is it about that? I don't know. Um, but yeah, you're you're you, you. I guess are you being a racist, Corbin? Uh, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> just- as a uh, Hispanic myself as well. I'm also being uh, simultaneously. Yes. No, but to get back to the walkouts though, that's a, um, something that I um, like first saw in an organization called pride. Now pride is, um, was a Japanese organization that was like pretty much the biggest ever in Japan. Um, And it was huge, like in the nineties, maybe late eighties, no more so nineties and early two thousands. Um, but a lot of stars in, in the UFC came from there. There's like trades with a lot of deals to get fighters in there and, but in other organizations, but they, um, they mainly, they really made MMA like live events into a show. Um, and it comes from their roots in pro wrestling. Um, and like the people who started it, are from this other organization called Shudo, which comes from shoot wrestling, um, which I'm sure you're familiar with. And so, um, yeah, because it's because of the pro wrestling like roots in Japan, then this MMA organization that was created um, adopted a lot of the same things. And so then they had these big walkouts and these giant stadiums like the Saitama Super Arena is like their biggest stadium. Um, and they would have like Kazushi Sakuraba and he would always, he always had the most entertaining walkouts. Like he would, one time he came out as Mario one, another time it was like three dudes walk out in a mask. You don't know which one's him. And then they get to the ring kind of thing. Um, and then like Fedor Emelianenko is this like Russian guy, heavyweight, like biggest guy and, um, super dominant. And he, he, you know, it's this long walkway from, where they come up on the on the little lift and there's smoke and lights and then they walk to the ring and with him he's just like the stoic Russian guy he just walks it's like the Russian anthem and he just straight face and it's like <laughs> even that even the non theatricality of it like adds intensity and it's like okay this guy's about to throw down <laughs> yeah yeah and that goes back to what I said how like wrestling what happens in the ring is like the last thing i'm here to watch i'm the number one thing i'm here to watch is the entrances because really yeah i mean like you said some of them get really uh theatrical and super so like pro wrestling basically 65 percent of your character persona will be shined on your entrance like the entrance can make or break you if you kind of if they make you look like a million dollars like i will believe in you and i will invest my time and energy in supporting you so yeah. like now if you had a walkout song, what would it be? Ooh, if I see I've thought about this. I've thought about this. Um definitely it. for I mean for MMA I've thought about it. Yeah. Um and because I kind of have a very specific uh music genre that I like to listen to, I I think of like what song would best like give that publicity and like make people want to listen to it and so i have often thought um oh what's the song why can i not remember oh there's one called um fashion joe that's a pretty good one it's a 
so basically what I, the, the, the genre I like to listen to is Christian rap. Um, and we can also talk about that another time, but, um, that's, uh, that's a good, uh, Christian rap song that I feel, um, a lot of people could listen to because it doesn't seem super religious and it kind of sounds like normal rap. Um, but fashion, fashion Joe. Joe. Yeah. It's by, uh, by Gavi G A W V I. Um, kind of starts a little weird, but yeah, I can't, we're going to skip through it. Right. Yeah. Because we don't, we don't own the rights to this song. Yeah. 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 Enemies, enemies. <laughs> you hear here, Fashion Joe. Look it up if you guys want to hear it. That's right. Any, any, really, any of the other songs by him that bop, I would, I would walk out to those as well. Yeah, God, but cool. yeah, yeah, pretty much anything like any rap, anything that would get me hyped. Man, but I have thought about this kind of as like a joke. I think my walkout song would be the song called Short King Anthem. By a band named Tiny Meat Gang. Yes, I know that song, and that uh, that is very much an internet song, right? It has. It's super funny because, like, uh. all right, yeah, I can't. I would want to get to like the the chorus. <laughs> yeah, so this one wouldn't necessarily be in the PG era, then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I just want like the. Yeah, I I heard that song a while ago. It's just like a funny thing because like I'm not, I've always struggled with like my height. Sure. <laughs> I've always said like societal I, pressures on men. Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't talk about that because. Right. Yeah, yeah, we body shame if it's about men's height, but no other <laughs> <things>. <laughs> and I've always like been in this weird like in between of like not being super tall but not being super short. I'm just like average, and I've always Bro. said you can only have a lot of confidence if you're like really really tall or if you're really really short. But mm. if you're like five ten, five nine, there's you should not be talking at all. <laughs> if you're like six eight, you should be the loudest person in the room. If you're yeah. like five two, you should be like the funniest. You should be cracking jokes, doing uh, the dumbest things because like how else are we gonna see you? But if you're <laughs> like in the in that between, like just don't even show up to the party. Bro, I totally relate with that because for the longest time it took me a while to hit my growth spurt, so I was pretty short. Uh and then it was like maybe mid to late high school that I started to shoot up. And so I was like, okay. I'm just going to be short. And then I was like, oh, wait, I'm actually tall. But now I use my powers to, you know, spread awareness and be like, short people aren't any less than tall. <laughs> so, that's especially why with girls who single out guys for only being above a certain height. But, yeah. Jeez, you know. that was very, <laughs> very convicting. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It's not a soapbox or anything. <laughs> Let me just step down real quick. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a cell box. I'm actually this tall. <laughs> yeah, then that's something I, I mess with. Especially, this is, we're going to go way off topic here, but especially when, when I left for college, it was the mm-hmm. worst. It was, and that's what I learned. You're either super short and have a lot of confidence or super tall and have a lot of confidence. Mm-hmm. But if you're in between, if you, if, yeah, if you catch anything from this episode, it's that. If you're 5'9", five, 5'10", five, just keep your mouth shut. You know, just be you. average. Start a podcast. <laughs> that way nobody sees you. 
Nobody can see your <laughs> face. Right. Nobody can see your height. That's right. Going to radio, you know. Like. <laughs> That's what I do. I have a face for radio, so. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing nice. else. Yeah. Uh, dang. We really went off. <laughs> we did. We're talking about walkouts, though. Walkouts, though. Let's go back to that. <laughs> yeah, but walkouts are one of those things that, like, it's a remnant. Like, it's still in the UFC. A few things like walkouts, like face-offs, those things yeah. are uh, – and some other things as well, and characters and stuff are still in the UFC today, and those are kind of, like, remnants of, like, the the pro wrestling heritage. Uh, yeah. The roots in MMA. Sweet, yeah. Thank you uh, again for coming on, Corbin. This was a lot of fun. Um, hopefully, this is the last time you're on, and hopefully, this isn't the last time we talk about this. Um, like he said, if you made it to the end of the the episode, we really appreciate that. Hopefully, you found something interesting. Maybe you learned something. Uh, but you know, if this is totally not your episode, we hope to see you again next week for something new. Um, if you haven't already, please go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Chilltime Pod, and we will see you next week.